0: Hello friends, Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, your Toronto Blue Jays head into Pittsburgh to continue this road trip. Losers of five games in a row, that ain't great, have been passed by the Boston Red Sox in the standings, that ain't great. What on earth does this crew need to do to get back in the win column? We're going to deep dive that and more on today's episode of Locked On Blue Jays. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Craig Ballard. I am Locked On Blue Jays. I am thankful you're spending part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. To those of you making Locked On Blue Jays your first podcast listen every day, certainly want to thank you for that. And for those of you out there putting the Locked On Blue Jay podcast in your friends' hands, your family members' hands, you know, you you have a coworker that 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 you know is, is a Blue Jay fan and you're helping spread the word. I see that and I much appreciate it. To some of our new youtube subscribers uh boy again you know if i'm not getting the name right just spell it out phonetically for me in the comments please and thank you because i want to give you your your proper uh, respect here uh jivahi or Javehi. I, I do see you a uh, matt dory welcome as well and to people like alan warnock uh, steve Sanquist, jason chung uh, constantly uh, commenting in there as well much appreciated i see you in there and i thank you for that toronto blue jays head into pittsburgh for a weekend series Initially, when when you looked at this on the schedule, this you know you'd think if the Blue Jays just showed up for these three games on time, it would be at least two out of three for the Toronto Blue Jays in this series. But man, the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates are off to a massive start. They sort of do limp into this series with the Blue Jays because they just got taken care of by the Tampa Bay Rays. But if if we're being open and honest, right? Who isn't being taken care of by the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, well, the Blue Jays did win the series against the Rays. That is true. But for the most part, we know the 2023 Tampa Bay Rays have just been absolutely unbelievable. The Pirates come into this game 9-4 and four at PNC Park, their home ballpark. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous ballpark. Would, would love to be there. Would love to go there one day. Just everything you see and hear about it, you, you can see it, it's going to be a two-thumbs-up experience. This will only be the 19th, twenty, and 21st game all-time between these two franchises. Not a lot of history between these two. Uh, Blue Jays uh, lead the the overall series 11 to seven so far. And that includes actually Jays have won six of the last seven meetings between these two teams, which does include last season when these two teams got together at PNC park and the blue Jays swept that series. You might remember that it was a four, nothing game one, four, one game two, and then a four, three thriller to close off that, that uh, if I remember correctly as well, that was a weekend series to close off that sweep. That, that four, nothing game. You might remember it. It was uh, Alec Manoel went into the eighth inning. He was brilliant. I mean, what a nice memory, right? Because we've seen 2023 Alec Manoa completely unrecognizable. Well, this was a series in early September uh, last last season, and Manoa was awesome in that first game. The crazy thing is the best pirate hitter that day was now Toronto Blue Jay, Tyler Heineman. He went two for three with a double against Manoa. Uh, Bo Bichette and Santiago Espinal each had two RBIs in that game. Bose, it was from a two-run home run. I believe that was in the ninth inning to make a, a 2 nothing game really, really out of reach at 4 nothing. So the Jays took that first game, if you recall, the middle game, Bo had the big hit as, in, in that middle game also in, in, a, in that 4-2 Blue Jay victory. And then you may remember the game that completed the sweep. Uh, Blue Jays up 4-3 to three in the ninth. Pirates get second and third with nobody out against Jordan Romano. Holy moly. And then Jordan Romano goes swing and a miss for strike three. One out. Swing and a miss for strike three. Two out. Swing and a miss for strike three. Three out. Jam done. Blue Jays complete the sweep. It was pretty cool. The Pirates are getting Miguel Andujar back now. So a team that's playing good baseball, a team that's that's really just surprising a lot of people. You know, every day as we've talked about this a, a few times here, every day as we'll remember that we've talked about Pittsburgh for, for various different reasons on various different subjects you know, over our time together on Lockdown Blue Jays and definitely thought they would be a team that could be competitive and that had their arrow pointed upwards. But this overall really, really good start to 2023, I simply did not see that coming. And now this team that's off to such a good start, getting Miguel Andujar back. Brian Reynolds is the only Pirate currently hitting over 300. Now his his OPS is at 950 and going to have to keep an eye on Brian Reynolds in this series. Think about how you felt in the Houston series every time a Jordan Alvarez came to the play. Brian Reynolds is on an absolute heater right now. This guy is on one right now. He'll be the key in all three of these games. Blue Jays going to need to find a way to try to slow him down. He's on absolute fire right now. Jack Swinski, 946 OPS. The Pirates have Connor Joe, who came over from Colorado this season. He's having a breakout season. His OPS just under a thousand. Now I talk about Brian Reynolds being on a heater. Connor Joe, luckily not on a heater at all. He's really struggled the last few games. So hopefully that's going to continue. Uh, worth noting, Connor Joe already has three triples so far this season. My goodness. Okay. Oh, boy. And the veterans, the veterans that the Pirates have. It's a nightmare group of veterans. Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, that's a feel-good story, right? It's good to see him back with Pittsburgh. He's never really tormented the Blue Jays, but they've got G-Man Choi former Tampa Bay Ray, who has definitely tormented the Blue Jays, and Carlos Santana. We know Carlos Santana <laughs> has dominated the Blue Jays in the past, has been a nightmare for the Blue Jays in the past, and here he is for this three-game series. The closer in Pittsburgh, David Bednar. A lot of Blue Jay fans really wanted the Jays to make a push for him. You could see why. A lot of teams wanted to make a push at Bednar last season. So good, my gosh. and And, and this season in particular, how about lights out? He's converted nine of ten saves so far this season, just one earned run. In 13 innings pitched, he struck out 17 batters. He has been extremely good. Back with more Locked On Blue Jays in just a moment as we continue to deep dive this weekend series in Pittsburgh. Locked on Blue Jays, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a reminder, you can catch this weekend series, all the games on Sirius XM. Try it for free for 30 days, just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it, right? Well, in fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most people think they spend about $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending each month, you need Rocket Money. Rising prices stressing you out. If you're looking away for, looking for ways to cut costs, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps you cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and the chances are you're one of them, like that Stars app to watch that one show or, or that free gaming app or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any, you don't want anymore. You just hit cancel and rocket money will cancel that for you. Yeah. That easy. Rocket money also helps you manage your finances all in one place. It automatically categorizes your expenses. so You can easily track your budget in real time. And it also alerts you. If anything looks off over 3 million people have used rocket money to save money. And it's saving the average person about $720 per year. Cha-ching. So stop throwing away money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Let's get into game one. This is, of course, tonight's game. Chris Bassett versus Rich Hill. A couple of veterans opposing each other. Now, Chris Bassett, really bad luck in, his first, uh, in the first inning of his last start saw that that would lead to a grand slam. I mean, I know it was bad luck. Yes, he had that. It should have been three up, three down. If you remember, he had strike three as clear as day. Just a horrendous, horrendous frame job by Alejandro Kirk that that really cost him, that really cost Bassett, I think, that strike three. The It was a beautiful pitch on the inside corner for strike three that Kirk just inexplicably jerked to the middle as if it was right down the middle, so the home plate umpire didn't appreciate that. You saw Caleb Joseph uh, on on the broadcast break that down really well just a terrible job there by alejandro kirk really cost bassett but i mean it is true you know some walks and hits and then a grand slam after that so not all badly he, he brought some of that on himself certainly but anyway overall bassett we've seen him be you know significantly better lately not giving up a lot of hits at all but certainly true to mention far too many walks that's going to be the key for him Go, not just tonight but going forward significantly too many free passes now for bassett even though he's a veteran been around a long time this is just his third ever start at pnc park in pittsburgh his previous two starts glass half full they were both good now he has dominated the a lot of these pirate hitters in the past probably will not surprise you that the one exception is blue jay killer carlos santana Carlos Santana three for nine with a pair of home runs lifetime against Chris Bassett. Now, overall, Bassett's sinker has been one of his better pitches. It's it's been good. The sweeper, his new sweeper uh, has been good. His other pitches have been really, no pun intended, have been really hit or miss. And and what I'm really talking about is with the location. It's one thing to be, uh, you know, Chris Bassett and have such an impressive repertoire. Pretty much any pitch that ails you, he throws it. But if you're not throwing it where you want to throw it from from a location standpoint, it's not going to be effective, or, or it, it certainly it doesn't have a chance to be nearly as effective as as what your strategy is. Rich Hill, forty three year old Rich Hill, Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh Pirate this season. This is his twelfth major league baseball team. Hey, Rich Hill, what about what about Canada? What about the Toronto Blue Jays? How come how come never us? But okay, his career ERA at PNC Park four point six zero. So not great. the the That's the glass half full. The glass half empty was the Blue Jays, you know, four and four against lefties. You know what? I actually would say that's a glass half full when you consider how bad the Blue Jays were. They were, they were the worst team in baseball last season inexplicably against lefties. But the the glass half empty is certainly the type of pitcher that Rich Hill is. This is a soft tossing lefty who throws a lot of off-speed pitches. What could go wrong, right? That's very typically the exact pitcher that the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, traditionally struggle against. So I have to keep an eye on that tonight Uh, in their career versus Rich Hill. Bo just one for four. Vlad just one for six. Chapman just one for six. Kevin Kiermeyer 0 for 9. Well, so I certainly think this would be one of those games where we'll probably see Espinal at second base, maybe Whit Merrifield in the outfield, Varsho over to center field. I, th- I would certainly not surprise me at all to see Kevin Kiermaier not in the lineup today. One lefty that surprisingly, I think, should be in the lineup today, and this is not for the faint of heart, but hear me out here, Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt in his career against Rich Hill, six for 15, a pair of doubles, a home run, and throw three walks into the mix. I know every dayers will, will will attest. Every time we go into a series, I'm looking at the pitching matchups. I'm looking at the ballpark factor. I'm looking at so many different things, trying to see, you know, what's something to sink my teeth into here. Something I can, I can be hopeful of that's going to get Brandon Belt going because on the surface, having a veteran bat like him, having a veteran leader like him in this clubhouse, but having that left-handed bat to, to be the DH to to spell Vlad at first base every now and then as well. I mean, on paper, Brandon Belt should be a great fit with the Toronto Blue Jays open and honest conversation. We know it simply hasn't happened yet. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get into Saturday's tilt. Jose Barrios versus Jonathan Oviato. 186th start of the, of the career for Jose Barrios. Would you believe his first start ever at PNC Park? Blue Jays, 0-4 in Barrios starts this season away from Rogers Center. 2-0 in his two starts at Rogers Center, but 0-4 in his road starts. Barrios, we've been praising him. He had not been allowing home runs like he has in the past, but last time out, he did give up a couple. He has not been allowing hits like we've seen from him in the past, getting himself in trouble with just missing his spots, especially with the fastball left, right, and center. Very hittable pitches getting in a lot of trouble inning after inning those one run innings becoming crooked numbers, you know, three, four, five run innings. Hadn't been doing that as much, but last time out, 11 hits allowed. Does not have a lot of experience versus these uh, Pittsburgh batters, but stop me if you've heard this. Carlos Santana has been a problem. Of course he has. Of course he has. Carlos Santana in his career has eight hits and nine walks versus Jose Barrios. Oviato, 33rd start of his young career. He's been much better at home than away. So that's a glass half empty right there for the Blue Jays. Did face the Blue Jays last season. He was the pitcher in that 4 nothing Blue Jay win. Went just three innings, but the Blue Jays all told went just one for nine against them. Oviato runs the fastball up there in the mid-90s. You know, that's legit, right? But his slider's his best pitch, and it's taken over as his main pitch this season. We're, we're really seeing him sort of develop as a pitcher right before our eyes this season. He'll mix in a curveball. It's been effective, but the Blue Jays really need to look for and pick out that fastball and do damage to that fastball. I know it's up there in the, you know, mid-high 90s. It's a legitimate fastball, but this is a roster that can do damage to fastballs. Blue Jays are catching uh, Oviedo at a good time, actually. His last two starts, he's been absolutely rocked. He he was ironically the two starts before that, so three and four starts ago were outstanding for him, probably his two best starts of his career. But something has happened the last two days in the last two games. He's been absolutely rocked. His last two games in total, just seven and two thirds innings pitched, eleven runs on fifteen hits, eleven runs on fifteen hits, and seven and two thirds. Yikes! Just five strikeouts in there versus four walks. So he's getting hit a ton. He's not striking out batters and he's walking batters. Come on, glass half full, glass half full, Blue Jays. Come on, have to make hay against this guy on Saturday. And then last, certainly not least, the Sunday finale. Will the Blue Jays be going for the sweep on Sunday? I certainly hope so. Have to hope worst case scenario is they're looking to split this series at least, right? Of course, I have to hope that (laughs) at least that's the case. It's going to be Yusei Kikuchi versus Roansy Contreras. Kikuchi was on fire, but the last time out got rocked. It added a little bit more than a full run to his ERA the last time out. Boston absolutely rocked him. Was the actually was the first time this season that the Blue Jays have lost with Kikuchi on the mound. Now, even when he was getting results this season, we we would have to acknowledge he he's been still he's been hit very hard all season long. The fastball location. Would we say it's been better? It, it, it's been better, but he's still missing his spots with his fastball significantly too often. The His calling card, his reason for success this season has been that new and improved, that curved sliderist pitch that he's throwing now. It's been very effective, but for it to be, you know, the be all and end all, it needs to be set up by the good fastball location. There are a few starts where we saw Kikuchi living on the edges with this fastball. Yes, please. He can be very effective in that scenario. He can be not just, you know, your number five starter in that scenario. He can be downright good in that scenario. The problem is it's just not on display nearly enough. This will be the third time ever pitching at PNC Park for Kikuchi. He's been rocked his previous times there. Five runs, 12 hits, and just six and a third innings pitched. Five runs, 12 hits, six and a third. Yikes. Andrew McCutcheon is the only pirate who has ever homered off of Kikuchi. So hopefully that's a good thing. Pittsburgh's been very good against lefties so far this season. They're six and three. So they won six of the nine games they've played against lefties. Again, we know, you know, overall, Pittsburgh's having such a good season. Not, not that much of a surprise, I guess, but still six and three versus lefties. That's legit. 23 year old Royancy Contreras on the mound for Pittsburgh. The Pirates four and two in his start so far this season. He did pitch against the Blue Jays last season and was very effective. Blue Jays went just two for 12. Both hits were just, just cheesy singles. Uh, Matt Chapman actually in that game went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. I mean, 2023, Matt Chapman, different animal, right? So hopefully that's that he's still going to have a chance there. But if we go on what we've seen, oh boy. Patience is going to be the key in this Sunday game against Contreras, as he will walk you. He will walk you. If you don't expand your strike zone, if you don't play his little reindeer games and you force him to come into the strike zone, he is hittable. He will walk you. Now the, the, yeah, the patience absolutely now he, he does pitch well at home. I will say that for him. He pitches significantly better at home than on the road. Now, ironically, the catcher that he's had the most success with is now a Toronto Blue Jay, Tyler Heineman. So hopefully, hopefully that's going to be a cause for concern for him in this game. Uh, one thing to definitely mention: uh, this is this is the Sunday game, so this is a 1:35 p.m. Eastern first pitch. This is a day game, worth mentioning. Contreras has been significantly better; he's done his best work by far in day games. So, going to have to keep an eye on that for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Contreras, his slider and his curve have both been excellent. He's got a mid-nineties fastball, but but it's been hit hard. And again, same same ideas we've seen with other pitchers in this series for the Blue Jays. Even though the fastballs run up there in the mid-90s, that's good, that's legit, but this is a Toronto Blue Jay roster that can do damage, that can deal with fastballs. Not so much with the off-speed stuff, so really going to be neat to minding their P's and Q's on Sunday, picking out that fastball and doing damage with it. The last time out for Contreras, uh, Harold Ramirez from the Tampa Bay Rays hit a home run. He he took took a a Contreras slider. Here I am bragging on a slider, but he did take a slider for, for a home run. Now, the thing is, all season long, That's the only home run that Contreras has allowed. So Blue Jays are going to have their work cut out. for They're in tough on Sunday, but again, the key is going to be pick out that fastball and do damage to Contreras' heater. More deep diving of this Blue Jays Pirates weekend series in a moment. And remember, you can always catch the Blue Jays games on SiriusXM. As per usual, I want to mention that Locked On Blue Jays is part of the, it's your daily Toronto Blue Jay podcast, yes, and part of the Locked On podcast network that's your team every day this episode brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB and get on your way to being your best self. How much time do you spend on yourself in a given week versus how much time do you spend on other people and how do you balance the two? It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy gives you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and is not just for those who have experienced trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today for 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash LockedOnMLB. And finally, as we wrap up this Friday's edition of Locked On Blue Jay podcast, let's deep dive some number 33s in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history as the Blue Jays will play their 33rd game of the season. Shout out to Larry Bird, my favorite number 33 ever, but in the baseball realm, Thirty-three is the Toronto Blue Jay team record for most intentional walks given to one batter in a season. That was John Olerud back in nineteen ninety-three. Thirty-three times he was intentionally walked. Wow! You remember Olerud was the O in the Whamco, so you had White, Alomar, Molitor, Carter, and Olerud. So the that was that was the you know studs right at the top of the lineup. So I guess uh, I guess you can sort of understand why he would get so many intentional walks to to get to that you know weaker part of the blue jay lineup heck even jose bautista when he was hitting everything out of the ballpark in 2010 and 2011 for the blue jays even those two seasons combined had 26 intentional walks so john alder that was 33 intentional walks one season that might be a blue jay record that's here to stay i want to talk about the most important player that wore number 33 in toronto blue jay franchise history that's ed sprague Ed Sprague hit what I consider to be the most important World Series home run in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. Yes, I am aware of Game 6, 1993, Joe Carter, the World Series clinching home run. I am aware of that, but hear me out here because what I always wonder... Are the Blue Jays the 1993 world champions if they're not first the 1992 world champions? And there's no possible way that they win the World Series in 1992 without Ed Sprague's game two heroics. Let's talk about this. Blue Jays down in the series, one game to nothing. In, In the game itself, in game two, they're down four to two, headed into the eighth inning. Now, what's at stake here? If the Blue Jays lose this game and go down two games to none you talk about backs up against the wall traditionally speaking when you go down 2 nothing in the world series that is jam done i think there's only been i want to say 8 times in world series history you know the 100 plus years of the world series where a team has been down 2-0 and has come back to win the world series and the vast vast majority of those took place uh, you know prior to the 1970s the, the only one i can think of that's even recent and recent is hardly accurate is it was that 1996 uh, a new york met team uh, sorry new york yankee team So, I mean, if you're down 2-0 in the World Series, you are up against it. And that's what the Blue Jays were staring right in the face. Down 4-2, headed to the 8th. A Dave Winfield RBI single makes it 4-3 and puts Blue Jays at 1st and 3rd with one out for the aforementioned John Olerud. Now, would would you believe that Braves lefty Mike Stanton would get Olerud to pop up? Then Atlanta, now two outs in the eighth. run at third would bring in their closer, Jeff Reardon, to get a four-out save, and he would strike out Kelly Gruber to end that threat, to end the eighth inning. We head to the bottom of the eighth inning where Dwayne Ward would get the Braves, one, two, three. Now we head to the top of the ninth. Four, three Braves. Again, Toronto Blue Jays looking at an, historically speaking, insurmountable 2-0 deficit right in the face. Remember, they lost game one, three-to-one on the Damon Berryhill three-run home run pat borders would line out to open the top of the ninth one down but then Derek bell with one of the great at bats in blue jay history one of the underrated i'll say at bats in toronto blue jay history that count was two and two for the longest time and eventually full and eventually he would draw a walk he just spoiled pitch after pitch after pitch finally earned that walk fantastic at bat here comes ed sprague now ed sprague's wife what was her name i think her name was Kristen Babb Sprague. Do you remember her? So she was fresh off of that Olympic controversy. If you remember the 1992 Olympic controversy, I, I, it was either synchronized swimming or diving. I'll say diving. It was either synchronized swimming or diving. It was a swimming event. And Ed Sprague's wife won the gold medal because one of the judges screwed up on submitting a score for the Canadian athlete. So the Canadian should have won the gold because of this, this, this controversial you know, screw up of the scoring. Kristen Babs Sprague won the gold for the U S and she's in attendance. Ed Sprague. Again, remember this is an epic at bat to Derek Bell, a lot of pitches, right? And and, and Reardon was already in, in the eighth inning. So Ed Sprague goes up to think, okay, Reardon's going to be looking for a quick resolution to this at bat. Probably going to start me with a fastball. He was looking fastball, got fastball first pitch deposits it in the left field seats directly over Deion Sanders. Yeah. That Deion Sanders directly over Dion's head. For the home run, Blue Jays would take a 5-4 lead. I'll never forget Ed Sprague and, and Derek Bell celebrating with each other at home plate. They just yelled out such a primal scream. They knew they were up against it. They knew this was go time. They were in a lot of trouble here. Such heroics. You could hear a pin drop in that stadium except Kristen Babs Sprague. She was there. She was in attendance. She was going nuts cheering for her uh, for her husband, right? You could hear a pin drop except <laughs> except the wife, Kristen Babs uh, uh, Sprague, celebrating like crazy. Now, in the bottom of the ninth, I mean, Tom Henke would do his thing. You know, Tom Henke has a really good reputation in Blue Jay lore, and I sort of get why, but he was never a three-up, three-down pitcher. He was always drama. He would hit a batter in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, my gosh. He would walk a batter in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, my goodness. But did close it out, did close that door. That series now, even at one, Blue Jays would go on to take control in the very next game of that series and go on, of course, to win that World Series. Now, if the Blue Jays don't win that 92 World Series, and, and this is why I say does the Joe Carter home run even exist? Does the opportunity even exist in 93? Because if the Blue Jays aren't going into the 93 season, if they're not the the defending World Series champions, thanks to that Ed Sprague heroics, does Paul Molitor sign elsewhere? Does Dave Stewart sign elsewhere? Does Ricky Henderson agree to waive his no trade clause to the Toronto Blue Jays if they're not, you know, way up there, establish themselves as the defending champs? I don't know, but certainly in my opinion, anyway, some food for thought, but that Ed Sprague home run, massive. Any way you slice it, even if you could show me, even if you have a way to show me that, oh no, Craig, no matter what the Blue Jays were winning in 93, either way, to to have been back-to-back champions though, that Ed Sprague home run, monumental. That's a wrap for this week's Locked On Blue Jays. Have a great weekend, hopefully full of Toronto Blue Jay victories. My goodness, we haven't seen many of those (laughs) this past week, right? And remember, you can always catch the Blue Jay games on Sirius XM, and I will see you on Monday.